Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News Team. We are your audio newspaper, and we thank you for being here with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield News and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Proclamations, resolutions, and ordinances, we cover them all in a moment with the mayor. The COVID-19 epidemic spread continues its decline from the recent Omicron peak. Methodist Mansfield to offer free sports physicals for MISD students. Coming up in the features section. Some updates on several recent space stories. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that says spring has sprung and this cocktail might as well. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and in the talk segment, Steve talks with Vietnamese immigrant Dr. Levy Do about coming to America and his success locally by running his own dental practice. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams with Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Since 1988, Jack Lauderman CPA Firm has been the premier tax and accounting firm for North Texas. I'm Adam Cohen, tax manager for Jack Lauderman CPA. Whether you need CFO services or simply tax preparation or anything in between, We provide every level of business, tax, and accounting service. Call us at 817-231-0666 or visit us on the web at dfwtaxteam.com. That's dfwtaxteam.com. Hi, I'm Adam Larson, Operations Manager at the Mansfield Star Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday evening. We call this a moment with the mayor. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. It is Tuesday morning. We say good morning. Good morning, Steve. Good to see you today, sir. Before we get into what happened at the City Council meeting, the pickle parade, that was a pretty big deal. Let me tell you something. I think it was one of the largest that we have seen in the history of the uh, pickle parade. I'm I'm betting that there were at least 30,000 people that that were there for the festivities. It was great. And of course, we had beautiful weather. I mean, I mean, and the kids are smiling. It was great, great, great. I learned that uh, uh, more kids uh, now recognize that clowns can be their friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, they didn't take off running from the clowns. Yeah. But uh, it was a great day. It was a great day. One of the best, again, that we've seen in a long time. Yeah, proud moment for Mansfield. Let's get into the city council. Uh, it happened again Monday night, and you started off with a proclamation for National Library Week. Yes, uh, I proclaimed uh, the week of April the 3rd through the 9th as National Library Week in our great city. Let me tell you something. We are so fortunate to have exceptional uh, librarians and library professionals in our city, and we thank them for the great work that they do every day, every day. Following that, you uh, recognize Jake Elsey. 
Yes, we did. We recognized a U.S. Representative uh, Jake Elsey. He represents uh, District 6. Uh, we uh, offered to him a, a compass and a City of Mansfield challenge coin, just thanking him for the great work that he does uh, across the board, across the aisle, working with uh, everybody. And uh, to his credit, one of the things that a congressman said on yesterday was, you know, when it's time to actually help people, serve people, represent people, it, D's and R's don't mean anything uh, because you got to make sure that uh, folks have their basic needs taken care of. Matter of fact, uh, Steve, we were there. We were in D.C., Washington, D.C., on uh, last week, and we had the uh, uh, blessed opportunity to uh, speak with his staff about um, highway dollars and uh, just and money for streets and and other type of um, infrastructure. And it looks like we may we just might have a good shot at getting an additional 10, 13 million dollars. So, you know, that that makes the trip to D.C. real good if we get it. And um, I want people to know that we sure are knocking on those doors and we're trying to uh, make things happen um, for the benefit of the citizenry. Next is the uh, the exciting part of the agenda. It was a financial report. It was. It was. Uh, we had the opportunity to hear from our financial services department, and um, they presented to us our annual comprehensive uh, financial report. And uh, here's the bottom line. Uh, we are solvent. <laughs> we, uh, we, we're not in default. And uh, our books look really good. And we, we're giving a an A-plus to the department for doing a great work. And as we work to be uh, not only fiduciaries, which we are right. uh, on the council, but also good stewards of the uh, taxpayer dollars. Following that, it was not one, not two, but six resolutions. You know, you know what we did? We had uh, six resolutions uh, that were on the uh, consent agenda. And I'm just going to highlight, uh, um, let me tell you the ones that I think that's really going to touch uh, the folks uh, in Mansfield, our folks. Uh, one awarded a guaranteed maximum price contract in the amount of $3.6 million to the Fane Group, Inc. for the construction of Gertie Barrett Park. And I'll say that again, for the construction of Gertie Barrett Park. Uh, that that region, that sector of the city has not had a major park in it for years. So uh, I'm excited about what they're going to receive. And also um, those dollars will be used for the McClendon Park West improvements as well. And uh, we awarded another uh, construction contract in the amount of $578,000 for the construction of basketball courts and additional parking spaces, again, at McClendon Park West. And uh, two of the resolutions approved funding for irrigation and landscaping work at a gas well near uh, 621 uh, Easy Drive. And um, listen, we you know what? It, it would sometimes you would think that these meetings will go till till midnight. But um, maybe the the thunder and lightning had something to do with <laughs> us <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of rushing along. And, and let me make mention of this council also approved a, a request for a specific use permit uh, for a used merchandise store on just uh, under one acre. And that's going to be located at 1826 uh, Cannon Drive. And uh, we did some other things. Um, we, we ended up a tabling a first reading of an ordinance uh, to approve zoning change uh, in the uh, residential area around Sayer Street, 301 Sayer Street. But we're looking forward to that coming back uh, to us. And, and actually, the, the final thing that we did, uh, we passed on an ordinance to abandon the eastern half of a portion of uh, Miller Road north of Heritage Parkway. So um, uh, as you can see, a council meeting went went pretty quick on last uh, the the other evening. So um, all is well. All is well in the city. In and out. That that's nothing like uh, nothing like a short meeting. You know, I, I tell you, you are right about it. And, and please allow me to remind folks to um, uh, go to the uh, city uh, website and go to uh, Mansfield twenty twenty two dot com. Go there. And um, learn more about the five propositions uh, that uh, we're placing in front of everyone for the uh, May 7th uh, elections. And again, we want to educate people. And um, I'm just wanting to say from this side, uh, uh, please check it out and uh, know that uh, if you vote, uh, if if you vote yes, uh, we've got some great things coming. And since we have... A couple of minutes here, since it was a short meeting, maybe if we can go through the process of how people can go and watch 
the city council meetings in oh, person. Yes. People can speak publicly yes. to the city council. Yes. Um, yes. yes. I'll speak to that. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that uh, we have to love about uh, representative government and, and the fact that, you know, we, we believe that transparency is so important. I mean, we really do. I think, I think if you go to our website now, uh, mansfieldtexas.gov, uh, you're going to see, you're going to see so many different areas where you can actually plug in, look and listen. So, right. uh, for example, I give these recaps and I thank you for allowing me to do that. I give these recaps, but you can actually go to the website and uh, you can, you, you can select uh, the council meeting and you can see it in its entirety. Okay. And also uh, you can come yourself. You can come down, come down to our uh, council uh, meetings and uh, you can actually address the city council. It's, it's during public comments. And uh, you got five minutes to share uh, whatever your concerns are. I mean, for example, uh, yesterday we had concerns uh, where people were uh, speaking um, in support of a, a Habitat for Humanity uh, project, which I think is going to be awesome when it gets done. All the way over across the spectrum to a person who who said that uh, we need to put uh, uh, toilets at uh, the ninth hole at uh, Mansfield National. I mean, seriously, th th this is true. You know, so you get to come, you get to talk about those issues that concern you. Not only city council, but also planning and zoning, sure. you know, as well. And But again, these are meetings that are open to the public because uh, when it's all said and done, that's who we actually work for. We don't get paid, but that's who we work for. That's who we serve and we advocate on their behalf. So, Steve, th thank you for uh, that, that minute or two in that regard. Oh, we sure. need people uh, to get involved. If nothing else be educated about the matters because you know as well as I do sometimes when you when, when you run in that that social media rabbit uh, you know Facebook or next door yeah. and just la 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 you know you name them you don't get really all the kind of information you need it's usually kind of skewed so to speak but go and get it yourself and speaking in public comment is as simple as showing up filling out the blue card that's right handing it to the city secretary and waiting your turn to be called. That that's right. All we ask you not to do is throw things at the council. Don't do that, and <laughs> and, and and it'll be a happy day. <laughs> Michael Evans, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes, sir. You take care. Thank you again for giving me this opportunity to present today. It's a moment with the mayor on about Mansfield. The COVID nineteen epidemic is still on the decline here in Mansfield. With the numbers from a hotel room in Portland, Oregon, here's roving science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis, thanks, Steve. We are still coming off the peak of the recent Omicron wave of the epidemic. All the indicators are going the right way, and the actual numbers are small. Mansfield saw only twenty three new cases and one death last week. Countywide hospitalizations with the virus are down to eighty nine last week. Both of these are the lowest numbers we have seen since last summer. Tarrant County public health officials still recommend that all eligible citizens get fully vaccinated and do the other protective things if you're going out in crowds. Frequent hand washing is always good. From the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Thank you, Dennis. Methodist Health System is teaming up with the Mansfield ISD Athletic Department to offer UIL sports physicals and optional echocardiograms in April for middle and high school student athletes cheer and drill teams, and marching band members. The screenings, which are free to the students, will be performed at Methodist Mansfield Health Center by volunteer nurses, allied health professionals, and independently practicing physicians. Screenings will be offered to MISD students on April 2nd at Methodist Mansfield Medical Center located at 2700 East Broad Street, 8.30 in the morning until noon. Appointments are made on a first-come, first-served basis, and masks are required for all patients and anyone accompanying them. To register for an exam, we have a link on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. Just a quick note that the sports physical is not intended to replace a student's routine physical exam with their primary care physician, but it will meet UIL requirements to medically clear students before they can participate in any UIL sports activity. Just a quick reminder that if you know of any news that's happening in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and phone number in case we need more information. This Monday, March 28th is National Something on a Stick Day. Now, there isn't much that cannot be put on a stick when talking about food. 
Soup might be an exception, but food on a stick is one of the world's greatest inventions. Street fair vendors, food truck chefs, they've all mastered the art of food on a stick, whether it's fresh and healthy or breaded and deep fried. Menu choices are broad and plentiful. So how does one observe National Something on a Stick Day? Well, I'm glad you asked. Get inventive and create your own combination. You could start with breakfast, perhaps cut up French toast and serve it with toothpicks. Salad for lunch? Slide all the fixins onto a skewer. Dinner? How about learning the fine art of using chopsticks? Whatever you decide to do on Monday, just don't make it soup. Personally, my favorite food on a stick is a paleta. Look it up. You can find plenty in Mansfield. Let's head on over to the weather desk with Colleen. And by the way, what's your favorite food on a stick? Ooh, favorite food on a stick. Probably a tie between cake pops and kebabs, depending on whether I need a sugar fix or whether I'm looking for actual food. All right. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We're actually set up now for a beautiful, calm week with comfortable temperatures and no precipitation. We're looking at 65 degrees on Wednesday, 69 degrees on Thursday, 79 degrees on Friday, 76 degrees on Saturday, 84 degrees on Sunday, and up into the upper 80s on Monday and Tuesday. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science, and Brian Certain prepares a libation made to make you smile in the cocktail of the week. Also coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield trivia question. Stay with us. We're back in 60 seconds. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and we are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Hi, this is Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Today, roving science reporter Dennis Webb has moved his science desk to a hotel room in Portland where he files this space news roundup. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. This last week saw some developments in several stories we've recently been discussing here. First, the Artemis One rocket and capsule has rolled out on its massive crawler to its launch pad, but it is not yet ready to launch. We've learned over decades that when you have a brand new rocket, you take it to the launch pad, hook it up to everything necessary for launch, that's lots of equipment and computers on the ground, 
and fill up the rocket's massive fuel and oxidizer tanks as a test. The first time you do this, you'll learn a lot and some things will need to be fixed or figured out before you actually launch. There are spectacular pictures online of this event. Just search on Artemis 1, A-R-T-E-M-I-S. If the test goes well, it might launch to the moon in a couple months. Second update. Ingenuity, the little helicopter on Mars, has completed its 21st flight, far exceeding its original expectations, even figuring out how to fly in the seasonal drop in atmospheric pressure. It has flown over four kilometers across all of its flights. Ingenuity will now fly over more challenging terrain to help scout Rover Perseverance's path onto what looks like an ancient river delta. More to come as Ingenuity approaches a year flying on the surface of Mars. Third update is great news about the James Webb Telescope's progress. Last week, the mirror tweakers on Earth got the 18 different mirror segments into perfect alignment and took the first picture and it was everything astronomers had hoped it would be. This was perhaps the sharpest picture ever made by such a big telescope, though maybe not a pretty picture for non-astronomers. Camera checkouts are going well, though one is still cooling down to its goal of 7 degrees above absolute zero. It is already really cold, but not quite cold enough to make the best infrared pictures. Finally, the international crew of the International Space Station got three new members who launched from Kazakhstan on a Russian Soyuz rocket. Three of the current crew will come back to Earth on their Soyuz capsule in a week or so. Coming up soon after that will be a launch of four fresh crew members on a SpaceX Dragon capsule launched from Florida. This week, U.S. astronaut Mark Vandehei set a new U.S. record for longest single duration on a space flight. In this case, he was there for 340 days, and he's going to be there for a while longer. It is always busy on the space station, far from the normal troubles of Earthlings. We are not out of the geopolitical woods on this yet, but it's still going. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another perfect libation for his Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Grasshopper. If you've listened very long to my Cocktail of the Week segment, you have learned about my love for New Orleans. And in the restaurants, when you go to New Orleans, the second oldest restaurant in New Orleans is Two Jakes. It was the birthplace of the brunch and home to the oldest stand-up bar in America. But first and foremost, Two Jakes is a neighborhood restaurant located in America's oldest neighborhood, the French Quarter. Steeped in foodie lore, Two Jakes is undeniably one of New Orleans' most famous and historic restaurants. But shortly after the turn of the century, the Gachot family purchased Two Jakes from the founders, Guillaume and Marie Two Jakes. Philbert Guichet invented a drink that would later become known as the Grasshopper for a 1918 cocktail competition in New York City. His cocktail secured second place and became so popular back home in New Orleans that it's had a permanent spot on the Two Jakes cocktail menu ever since. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving the ingredients and instructions and, as always, posting them on bourbongospel.com. So this is my adaptation on Two Jake's original 1918 recipe. You're going to need one ounce of white cream de cacao. You're going to need a half ounce of dark cream de cacao. You're going to need a half ounce of green cream de menthe and a quarter ounce of white cream de menthe. You're going to need about a quarter of a shot of brandy and about a half ounce of heavy whipping cream. You're going to combine all the ingredients in a cocktail shaker filled with ice, shake vigorously, and then strain into a champagne flute. Top it with a little bit of extra brandy as a floater. As always, I'm open to hear your take and input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And as Mark Twain is known to have said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Ed Martinez, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Which Mansfield Park is the oldest and when did it open? 
Adnew, that built in 1960 by a citizens group, Julian Field Park is the oldest park in Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. We'll receive a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue. They're pumping out smoked tender meats and a unique organic sauce since 2013. They are located next to the railroad tracks at 226 North Walnut Creek Drive right here in Mansfield. You can find them on the internet at BigDBarbecue.com. Let's get to this week's question. Colleen. Well, Steve, many longtime Mansfield residents have fond memories of the Cowbell Arena, which was located where Legacy High School now sits. The arena was established in 1958, and the Cowbell Indoor Rodeo opened in 1959 with year-round events every Saturday night. This week's trivia question is... Who established the Cowbell Indoor Rodeo? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who established the Cowbell Indoor Rodeo? Good luck, and thanks to Jordy and Gary at Big D for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today... I've uh, been wanting to have him uh, on the on the show for we we're we're fairly new acquaintances and and out of this acquaintances is is becoming a a friendship and uh, we we only met just a couple of months ago at a rotary meeting here in Mansfield the noontime rotary meeting and he was the guest speaker and he talked about his days of being born born and raised in Vietnam and coming to the United States and we're going to you know let me just go ahead and introduce him, bring him on in, and and uh, let's talk about his life. Uh, Dr. Levi Doe, welcome to About Mansfield. Hi, Steve. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. I've heard a lot about the show and, and uh, you know, um, heard a lot about you as well. And so I'm glad we've, we've um, been, able to, been able to be acquainted uh, through Rotary and then, you know, getting to talk to you and, and, and learning more about you and the show. So I'm very happy to be here. Well, I, I hope what you've heard about the show has been good. Uh, mostly, mostly, <laughs> mostly good. All right, I, I did hear it's uh, yeah, it's it's you know, it's a great show, but it's also um, you know, it's it's, it's not a, a a stressful kind of situation. People enjoy listening to it, and and you have some some amazing speakers on. So, well, thank you, good thank things, you. good and things. The nice thing about what I or what I really like to do with the interviews, just like you and I are doing right now. Right. My hands are empty. There's nothing in front of me. I literally do not have any questions prepared except for the lightning round, which we'll, <laughs> which we'll, we'll get to. Uh -oh. That's the very last, very last part. Right. And so it's, it's, it's more of a, if we were drinking coffee the, right. of just a, a, a coffee chat right. and right. as opposed to me sitting here with my 15 questions and, and, uh, which is what I do with with the the political candidates who come right. in. Everybody is asked the same question. Right. Um, not here. Not here. You and I, for the next who knows how long, we'll just sit here and chit chat uh, about Levi Doe. All right. Well, those are the best conversations. So yeah, yeah it's natural and uh, and it comes out. So. As I mentioned in the intro, you mm -hmm. you were born in Vietnam. Yes. Yes. You came to America at what age? So I was I was about um, about nine years old when when we, um, we immigrated in, in, into the United States. Um, my my father um, he was a a, a translator. Um, he was undercover for the Green Beret back in the Vietnam War, huh. and so he had a lot of uh, involvement with the with the uh, United States uh, Special Forces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the what they call the Fifth Special Forces, and so. Um, well, it's it's a pretty interesting history. Uh, and my father has has, has uh, you know he, since passed, but he's told me a couple of times, you know, some of the um, reconnaissance missions that he he was on. And of course, he probably left out some of the gr more um, you know <laughs> gruesome stuff and yeah. things they have to do. But uh, you know, it's it's quite interesting um, what he he went through. And so our our family. Um, 
you know, he started his family pretty, pretty early and, um, I'm one of nine children. And so, um, my father, this, you know, he, he told me he, he was accepted to medical school, but, uh, you know, we came from a very poor family. And so he, he, he married, uh, my mother, uh, when they were pretty young and they started having, uh, children. So he, he couldn't afford to go to medical school. And so he joined the United States uh, Army uh, as as a uh, kind of a mercenary uh, soldier um, undercover with the, with the special forces, while still living in Vietnam. Or yes, yeah. Okay, well, so a, a Vietnam citizen mm-hmm. was working for the United States military. Correct. During the Vietnam War. During the Vietnam War. There yeah. a, little, a little conflict of interest there, or, or? well, um, during the Vietnam War, there there were you know two sides. Obviously, one uh, one side is is the uh, the Vietnamese army that uh, sided with more of, of of Russia and and, and the communists, and then mm-hmm. the uh, the other half of the country, you know, wanted to be free and and you know uh, sided more with the United States. So. Um, Long story short, from well, from what I understood, is that the United States did, um, you know, try to train some of the Vietnamese um, people to defend, to be able to defend themselves against, you know, the the, the communistic uh, takeover and, and 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 some of the forces that were um, kind of taking over the country. Um, and there were some Vietnamese recruits that worked with directly with the American armies. Okay. And so my father uh, was one of those. And then, you know, one of the reasons uh, he, he said he, he joined the uh, the you know, the special forces was because they had better weapons and they yeah. paid <laughs> and they pay <paid> better. <laughs> so That's right. Go yeah. where the money is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it, it, you know, it was, it was from what I understand, a, a crazy time and, and our Vietnamese people were, were, were torn. The country was, was torn, you know? Yeah. 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 So what you were uh, you left at, at age nine. What are your recollections of of Vietnam? Well, you know, it's it's a different world. Um, I remember just you know going to school here, and I think that's when I I really understood how different my childhood was. You know, I I started third grade when I when I uh, immigrated you know to mm-hmm. to America and I I landed in Oklahoma in the middle of nowhere you know <laughs> so I I still remember just getting off the airplane and thinking I'm about to go to New York like that's my idea of oh, what yeah. the United States is is you know I, I we would watch Home Alone every Christmas in Vietnam <laughs> <laughs> so you can see why my idea of, of the U.S. was was New York and I landed in the boonies kind of you know um, and so when I went to school there, uh, it was very different. I had to learn, you know, English. Um, the the systems are, are very different. You know, there's there are cars. Um, growing in Vietnam, I mean, I we we had uh, bicycles. That's the main uh, source of transportation, and and motorbikes. You know, yeah, um, mopeds, motorcycles. I mean, that's how we got around. Even our whole family of 11 people, I mean, we were on a motorcycle. Six people on a motorcycle. Six on, six on a motorcycle. That's right. Yeah. Now, I've seen yeah. I've seen YouTube videos of... of yeah, that's a, like, it's a real deal. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the real thing. And, uh, you just hang on and, you know, you, that's how you get around. Um, and there's some buses and things like that, but, you know, the buses are super crowded. They, they, they don't work too well either. They break down all the time. Did um, you live in a big city? I, I live in the countryside. Yeah. Okay. Like in well, it's it's in the big city, but it's 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 kind of in the in the more um, the farmland area in, in Da Nang, um, um, Vietnam. So you might have you know watched the movie um, with is it uh, Welcome to Vietnam and not Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Where yeah. He's the DJ. That's right. And he, he mentions Da Nang. He goes Da Nang, Da Nang, Da Nang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's and is that offensive? Oh uh, no, it's not offensive. It's, okay. Yeah, that's, I, I mean that's how you would pronounce it if, okay. if you were phonetically, you know, saying. It. But the uh, it's Danang. It's the there are a lot of uh, accent marks, you know, on on our uh, on our wordings because we're kind of a the, even the the Vietnamese uh, language is a mixture of Chinese and and French. Huh. Yeah. So if you look at the the history of it, because uh, we we have the alphabet. In the in the uh, Roman alphabet, you know, with right. the yeah the ABCs and things like that. 
so you can read it. It's not in characters like like Chinese characters are, but there are modifi modifiers on the the marks that give it uh, a lot of tones. So it's it's kind of interesting. And those are the marks above the letters. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So they modulate the sounds, and even one word uh, with a different tone can mean six different things. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it gets a little confusing. <laughs> uh, did you grow up on a farm? Uh, I, I grew up on the rice paddies. And the rice paddies, yes. so. which, okay, which is, <laughs> you're, you're harvesting rice. Yes. Which, in my mind as an American, is a farm. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's like a massive uh, watery farm. <clears throat> so, I remember I would, I'd be, I would run through the rice paddies uh, flying a kite. You know, that's, that's <laughs> our entertainment. You know, we didn't, we didn't have uh, a, t a, a TV in, in every room, you know. We had one TV maybe in a neighborhood of several houses, and we would all gather together and maybe watch a little TV. The community TV. That's right. <laughs> and were you watching predominantly Vietnamese programming or American programming or a mix of? Um, I think mainly it was the Vietnamese programming. You okay. know? Uh, it's by the government. It's in black and white. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The the later years uh, that I remember, because I, I I did attend um, a uh, a Catholic school that my my father was able to afford to send me to to learn a little English, but they had a a, a TV and and you know they had some sponsors from the U.S. So they would send movies uh, to the convent, <laughs> and that's how we were able to watch. Uh, I'm alone. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. With skyscrapers and everything. Yeah, that's right. And Macaulay Culkin was, you know, was my hero growing up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recall the first, the first American movie you saw? Um, in America or in, in Vietnam? In Vietnam. I, I, I would say, uh, let me see. I think I remember watching uh, uh, Rambo. <laughs> really? Yeah. That... yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, I've, I've already mentioned, uh, Home Alone. Right. We, just, we just watch that all the time. Yeah. And so, uh, I guess those, those were the, <laughs> the different movies that, that we saw. What brought you to America? Obviously, um, your parents did. Yes. Because you were yeah. nine. Yeah. What brought your parents to America? Well, you know, they, they sacrifice everything. And I, I think it's, it's a common theme. If you talk to any, um, Vietnamese immigrants and most immigrants in general, it's, it's because of the opportunities. Yeah. I think we forget sometimes that, um, yeah, life is tough here. Sometimes we whine and complain, but America still, um, is a great nation. We have more freedom here than most places. We don't have to worry about, you know, getting shot on the streets, you know, and we have systems that are imperfect, but they're in place to provide, you know, for those that are in need. And then we have an educational system that allows you to, to, to prosper. Right. Um, my father, you know, like I said, he, even though he, he was accepted to medical school and, um, he, you know, he was a very, very intelligent man, he never had the opportunity for education. You know, he never had that ability to better himself. You know, he would have probably ended up um, working in some factory anyway, you know, in Vietnam. And so they, they left all their friends, left their families. Um, some people had to get in a boat and just paddle, you know, you heard of the boat people. Right. That's a whole nother story. We were fortunate. We, we were able to fly over here because my dad's involved in the military. Um, and my, my uncle sponsored us as well to help us. I think there was just uh, in the news uh, a, a day or two ago, a, an enormous boat from Hawaii, uh, from Haiti right. just came in. And, and it's the same situation. You want oh, to yeah. come to the land of opportunity yes. and get away from uh, uh, from poverty and, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. There it? were a lot of pressures as well. Um, I think a lot of folks didn't know um, it, but when the, uh, you know, when, when the communists took over Vietnam, um, they basically claim all the lands to be to be becoming to the state. So basically, they they, they don't care. They they take your land mm -hmm. and they they control everything. And if you have any involvement with uh, with the U United States Army, they would put you in a a work camp. It's basically a concentration camp. Oh. Yeah, it's like a prison work work prison. And so they take all your land and they do that. Um, and so we you know you basically. Ended up in, in poverty or worse, you know, uh, for those that, that did remain, um, and did have any involvement. Luckily, my, my father was undercover or else 
we would probably ended up in, in worse situations. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he burned all his documents and, and with, with the exception with some, some rolls of film, you know, and buried it until we were able to get an interview with, with the consulate here in the United States. Uh, and he actually developed those films. I, I saw my father with all the military <laughs> gears. And I'm like, that's you, dad? Wow. <laughs> I never knew. <clears throat> I thought he was a butcher, you know? Oh, no, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did odds, uh, did whatever it, it took, you know, uh, it, just whatever things he could get his hands on to, to make some money. Is, uh, you know, he had a big family. So. Oh, and you mentioned there were 11 in your family. How that's many right. of the right. 11 kids? Um, no, nine nine children. Nine, and, yeah, and including my parents, uh, were eleven. Um, luckily, we all we all survived. You know, nobody passed. So you were there for nine years. You've been—I I don't know how old you are—but you've been in America for at, at least two or three decades. That's right. And what are some of the cultural similarities, if any, between Vietnam and the United States? I think um, there there are a lot of similarities. Um, but there, there are equally probably the, uh, a number of, of differences. Well, that's um, my next question. Yeah. <laughs> so, so be thinking about that while you talk about the similarities. Sure. Um, the similarities, uh, you know, would, would basically extend to the way I grew up uh, in Oklahoma. You know, there it's it's a little bit of a smaller town, so uh, people are are uh, you know um, a very close knit. You know, um, and especially in, in the South, I, I'm not sure I, I've never, you know, lived in, in New York, um, although I've passed by, but we, we generally kind of, you know, uh, look out for each other, yeah. you know, uh, and in Vietnam, it's the same way. You know, everybody kind of knew about each other, maybe a little bit more directly over there. Um, um, and we always kind of knew what was going on, you know, um, and, and we try to, we, we try to kind of, uh, uh, protect each other, you know? So that's, I think the biggest similarity. And then the educational system is, is similar as well. You know, we, we have, uh, you know, uh, grade school and we have high school and we have college. Um, but I think from what I understand, most of it is, is, is from, from that standpoint, everything else is kind of different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the differences. The, 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 um, the differences between between Vietnam and the United States. Yeah, so I think there's the list of differences. Are, it's it's got to be huge. Yeah, maybe a little bit bigger, you know, in, in terms of of the the culture. So, in in Vietnam, um, the school systems are a little bit different. You you go to school, uh, and then you have to take some exams to even go to college. So you have to kind of earn your way uh, to even go to college. Um, and if you don't, you basically work on a farm or, you know, you, you basically do whatever, um, you can get your hands on to, to, to get a job. So it, you don't just have, you don't just get a loan and go to college, you know, right. it's, it's a little different. It's very competitive. Um, and also the, the culture is very different, you know, Vietnam, um, it's different now, even now versus, you know, when I grew up there, it, it's definitely a third world country, uh, mm -hmm. still there's a huge disparity between the rich and, and, and the poor. Um, and of course, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of different, uh, fruits. It's a subtropical country. There are, you know, still a lot of weird animals, monkeys and snakes, and things like that. So did, did you own any monkeys or snakes? <laughs> Um, or, or any weird, weird, <laughs> uh, weird. According to Americans, uh, did you have any uh, ha have any pets? Well, uh, we we had dogs, but um, the, the crazy thing is is that the dogs there are a while. You know, they're when we have them as pets, we feed them, but they run everywhere. They they yeah. don't they don't live in a house. They don't live in the backyard. I mean, they can literally go anywhere. You know, and. Uh, unfortunate thing is sometimes those those animals get captured <laughs> and it's stolen, you know. Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's 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 a different world. So, so even though they're running the streets and you're out there occasionally feeding them, mm -hmm. it, do you do you give them names or or mm -hmm. we do? Yeah, okay, we, so yeah. all right, so here here comes uh, here comes White Fluffy and and you feed him and White Fluffy goes off and 
you may not see him or her for a few days and they come back for more food. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they know where the, the source of food is coming from. So they'll they'll come back, but then after that, they'll kind of disappear, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. Reminds me of, of kind of uh, like Ecuador, Peru. I've yeah. seen, I've seen uh, dogs like that over there too. So. You mentioned that uh, nine years old, you came to America, small town in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Right. And if I recall from talking to you off near Tulsa, is that right? right? Yeah. Why, how, why did you <laughs> wind up in a small town just outside of Tulsa? That's a good question. Um, my, my uncle actually um, lived in Oklahoma. I have an uncle that uh, was my my father's um, stepbrother, and, and uh, him and his wife uh, decided to to settle down in a very podunk town in Oklahoma called Coweta. Hmm. And uh, the, ta- the 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 name of the town has the word cow in it, so you can see how how <laughs> podunk it is, Coweta. And so uh, when we immigrated here, you know, we 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 want to be close to family, um, and since it's my my uh, my uncle that's it's uh, very close to my father. You know, he decided to to sponsor our family, which means he's you know he's promised to to give economic uh, assistance to our family. So we we moved uh, to Coweta because of that. Um, and when I remember when we f- when we first moved to the U.S., we lived in my my uncle's arcade. In an arcade, like in a, an arcade, yeah, right. a pool hall arcade. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so nice. It, it was interesting because uh, you know I've I've never seen an arcade before, um, and now you live in one. And now I live in one. <laughs> I was in heaven. I was like there there are video games everywhere, and uh, my uncle gave me the key to open them up. You know the old games where you had to put a quarter in, right? And so I was able to open up, then I can hit that uh, you know credit button as many times as I wanted to. Um, so it was, it was very interesting. We didn't have a whole lot, but we had, we had family, you know, and that's how we ended up there. Family's all you need. So right. you had 11, your mom and dad, nine siblings. Yes. <laughs> and do you recall what the trip was like when you, you, you boarded the airplane in yes. Vietnam you, uh, boy, it was, it was something else. I've never, I had never uh, been on an airplane before. Oh, really? Ever. Okay. Yeah. In, in Vietnam, I mean, um, you don't, you don't get on an airplane. I mean, that's, that's the uh, luxury, you know, and, um, I think the, the biggest, I guess, or the fastest transportation I had been on was, was some trains, you know, mm-hmm. and that was, that was it. But, um, getting on the airplane was for something else, you know, it's just like going on, Feel like I was going on to the moon, you know, yeah. and on a spaceship or something. Oh yeah, it's a twenty, maybe a twenty-six hour flight. Because um, I remember we connected somewhere. We flew all the way to um, Washington, I believe. I don't know why. I think that's maybe just the the the, the gateway. And usually, they, when they fly internationally, they they fly north, hit the jet stream, and then that takes them, saves some fuel, takes them all the way over uh, to North America. And mm-hmm. then they would, you know, uh, land somewhere. And then, of course, from there, you connect to your final destination. And so I think I think we did land in, in uh, uh, maybe Washington or, or, or something like that, where, you know, of course, we had to go to through customs and, and all right. the paperwork. And then there was a layover there. Then we, we ended up in, in Oklahoma. But it was it was interesting. You know, everything was new to me. So. <laughs> Including school. Including school. (laughs) So at nine years old, you're looking at what, probably second, third grade? I was, I started third grade. Third grade. And you spoke a little English? Um, Uh, Very little. Very very little. little. Yeah. So I was in a, uh, back in Vietnam, my my father put me in a uh, convent uh, school. Yeah. You mentioned the Catholic school where you could learn some English. Yeah. Yeah. They had a, 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 a ES, I guess, the English class there. And so, um, they, they taught us maybe like 10 words. So, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, it was, it wasn't a, you know, it was a Vietnamese, uh, speaker, just, you mm. know, and, and, uh, they just kind of taught out the, the textbook. So I barely knew in English and, you know, I, uh, I remember growing up, I, uh, I had some friends that live, you know, once we moved out of my, uh, my uncle's, uh, RK, you know, all, our, all the siblings that were older, 
was able to to get some sort of job somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, fast food or factory of some sort. Um, and we all chipped in and, and we rented a house in Tulsa. So I, I was able to go to school um, in, in a really good school area. My dad made sure that he, he did a lot of research there. Um, and I would, you know, I would try to speak to some of my neighbors. And I think one time I, 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 I asked her to give me her bike. And I think she thought I wanted to steal her bike. Oh no! <laughs> so <laughs> there were a lot of mishaps with with learning English, uh, but uh, they 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 did recognize I, I didn't know um, you know a whole lot of English. So they they put me in an ES, ESL class, English yeah. as, as a second language class, and I, I did you know excel. I, I love learning, and and uh, I think I ended up on one of the school's newspaper. So I, my dad clipped it, and I I still have it somewhere in my house. Nice, yeah. <laughs> English has got to be one of the hardest languages to learn, I think, because it's there are there are words that are spelled similarly, but they don't rhyme. There That's are right. words that rhyme that are spelled differently, and and it, yeah, it it's it's a really messed up language. But yeah, yeah, it's it, it was uh, it was interesting because um, you know. I, I didn't know a whole lot of English, so my my dad, um, you know, was was a translator for the Green Beret, so he knew a lot. Yeah. And so thanks thanks to my father, and, and of course um, he was a very disciplined man, and so he he taught me very very early to to apply myself. And so I still remember after you know like I get home from school, all the kids would be playing outside, and my father would give me the vocabulary the vocab list, you know, we always get a vocab list. And he said, um, you need to translate all these to Vietnamese. And then after that, uh, you're going to repeat those words to me and then you can go play. And so I would do that every day. I would translate that from Vietnamese to English. And then I would, you know, pronounce it for my father to hear. And he would uh, give me advice and, and corrected me. Um, and then to this day, I, I'm, I'm, Fully fluent in Vietnamese and in English, I, I can actually read and and uh, well, we were joking about karaoke, but I you know I can sing a you can sing a little bit I can too sing in Vietnamese. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I I don't have any karaoke music here, but you know, I'm gonna have to invite you over to my house because uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, it's a deal. We are talking with Mansfield resident Dr. Levi Doe, and we'll conclude said interview next week. This is also the place where you can hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, or support this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Go to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature Michael Evans. Home Improvement feature Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature Brian Certain. Post production editing, mixing, and mastering. Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... (laughs) Here it comes. ...is about Mansfield.